this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. the song to end and then I realized it's one of them songs that goes on forever and ever and ever and then I'm thinking it was going to stop and I'm like it's still going up he's picking it up again <laughs> so good morning and welcome to Top Quality Faith Ministry today's a little different for us and the main reason why it's a little different for us because what was prepared can't go forward because what God wants to do has to go forward. And so, when you're listening to what the prophet is saying, and then you have something that you want to say, it's so important that all spirits align, and that God has his way, and he sets the table before you. You know, um, and I say the most simple is prayer. Lord, have your way. As we exist in this room, let the fulfillment of your word go forward in us. Let us dance and let us celebrate in the newness creation in you and as we exist in the places that you have ordained for us to reside in let your will be done in Jesus name I pray I don't know how to open this up so I'm just going to talk and let the spirit lead and then I'll go to the place that I need Some things we do, and we do it because it's, it's something that we're supposed to do. And I'll say prayer for one. You know, uh, most people pray over their meals. Most people pray over their day. Or pray for other people. But I'll, I'll use pray over a meal because a lot of us understand what that looks like and how we operate in that particular fashion. And I'm going to use Paul because Paul is somebody that always pushes me to pray over a meal and I get so annoyed by it, but I do it anyway because I know this is what he does. And let me speak from why I see it different. I'm always in prayer. There's never a point, a time, a second, a minute that I, I'm not praying. Behind the scenes, I'm praying. If I'm not praying, I'm worshiping. 
and the other, I say 20 or 15 or 5% of the time that's left over, I'm in my thoughts, okay? But I'm always constant communication with God. And through that constant communication, I know that I don't worry about the simple things because I know my existence is because of Him. And when He's done with me, I'll move on, okay? But I'm smart enough to know that. And I know the many things that I have overcome in Him. And when I say the many things I've overcome, it's beyond anything I can imagine. You know, uh, I constantly look back as I see you know, health issues goes along or whatever, but I've, I've got to a place to whereby when something arises with my body, I'm, I'm smart enough to say, okay, you govern me. And if this is something you want to allow to proceed forward, I know you're gonna keep me. Even to the point where when I did get COVID, before I could even get far, the first thing, it didn't even last a day, okay? I, I took a test, got it, and it was gone the same day I took it. So that's how much God is in a place where he keeps me. And so I took a test, and in taking the test, the Lord says, raise up intercessors. By the end of the day, it was over. There was no symptoms. Nothing even to consider. And that's how much God takes care of. I think Precious is along the lines also when she got COVID, she was like, I have no symptoms, I have no symptoms, there's nothing. And because you trust God. And so we're moving into a place where we need to talk about Lazarus. And and talking about Lazarus, he's a friend of Jesus. And in the scripture, it talks about your friend died. And he was so happy that he wasn't in the presence of his friend when his friend perished. And in that friendship, that sonship, is where God wants us to talk about today. So I talked about how I don't worry about things because I'm in that friendship, that sonship relationship. I don't sit back and I don't focus in on the little things because I know he got me in the little and the big things. And so, what the man of God has to offer us, I gotta set the, lay the foundation for the most simplest thing in order for him to blow your mind away with the greater things, okay? And so, um, let's read Lazarus. It doesn't matter because they're all about the same. Give me a two seconds, I'll tell you which one I went to. Or you can get faster than me. John Ludman? John yeah, Ludman. Johnny Ludman. <laughs> 
and I want you to really pay attention to this. And Paul, can you can you stop from some burning up? <laughs> We know that some of us in now. here. <laughs> John 11, verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are not there 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus has been speaking of his death but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So when he told them plainly, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I am glad I was not there. Now stop right there. So we all know that, so we all know that Lazarus is dead. He's not sleep, he's dead. And for the sake of all of us, Everyone in this room should be dead. But yet many of us don't consider ourselves dead. And what I mean by that, for the things that goes on upon the earth in that, we gravitate towards. None of them we can take with us. We came here without nothing and we leave here with nothing. I have not seen anyone that has left the earth or heard of anyone that left the earth and took something with them. But I can recall attending a funeral where this young kid passed away and it was supposed to be his birthday coming up. And the family, when Nintendo sets first came out, really felt like this child needed to take this Nintendo set into the grave. 
because they wanted to give him something and they believed that he would be playing it in heaven. I don't know why, but it was an interesting concept. I don't think he would want to play Nintendo when he got to heaven because there were so many great things he could do when he get there and the last thing he would be Nintendo. But as I begin to see them unravel it and make absolutely sure that they put it in the grave with him, I then sat back and said, hmm, I wonder when he leaves and we leave, rather we leave the scenery, was the grave people going to take that Nintendo, brand new Nintendo set out and take it home? I would have because he couldn't use it. He couldn't use it. Get what I'm saying? Because I'm saying something a little bit different. Because the things that you are in possession of, that you think of great value, God can't use it. And if you really understood Christ, you wouldn't be after the things upon this earth. You would be more focused on the things that are heavenly. That exist that you can take with you. When you leave here. But many of us like the things that are here because it makes us feel important. Hmm, the nice home. He would say, well, Pastor, you got a home. No, God said I had to have that for some of you. Because it was your way of seeing that he was real. Get it? It was your way of seeing he was real. So he gave me something so you could look at and say, oh, God's real. But it wasn't something that I asked for. He said, because the people that are going to come around you, they need to know that I am a God of greatness. So I'm going to do this for you, and I'm going to do that for you, and I'm going to do this for you, so that they can believe. He said, do you not see that they wouldn't trust me if you stayed in the same place that you were when they met you? They had to see the advancement of me coming forward in order for them to believe for greater in their own lives. So it's not about the tangible things, daughter. It is about the spiritual things that I'm trying to get to them. And so you have to possess this to get to them so that they can see what I have for them. I said, okay, that makes more sense. And he says, and I'm going to give it to you because I know you're not going to cling to it. I'm going to give it to you because I know you're not going to worship it. I'm going to give it to you because I know you know where it came from. 
I'm going to give it to you because you're going to trust me to take care of it. So going back to Lazarus, God is the giver of life. And he can take it away at any point of time. And he can do whatever he desires with your life to cause others to come into the fold. And then this particular situation, because of the friendship, sonship relationship that he had with his son, in partnership, there's agreement. Whatever you want to do, Lord, do it. See the difference? He literally said, I trust you. Whatever you want to do to cause others to see you, I'm with it. Do whatever you desire. Even though it's not written in scripture, do you not think Lazarus and him did not have a conversation? You don't think Lazarus and Jesus didn't have a conversation? You don't think Lazarus didn't see this? Because he was all in. When you're all in, you're able to see beyond here. When you really regard the relationship you have and the friendship comes out of the relationship, you're all in. And you don't care what happens. You're not trying to hold on to anything. And none of this stuff matters here. Because the bigger picture is what you're focused on. I remember getting my first job. I thought that was the greatest thing ever. But I didn't realize many jobs were going to come and go. I got comfortable and I just said, whoa, this is great. But then they went and they came. And then I said, oh my God, because they were snatched away and I had no control to bring them back. I had to come to the place to literally say, okay, Lord, wherever you're going to send me, I'm going to go and be a vessel for you. Let me work for you and stop working for me. And in that place, he does what he wants because of the friendship relationship we have. Now, when he takes stuff from me, I'm okay. When he gives me stuff, I say, why? But he always tells me why. Because it has nothing to do with me. So when he said to me, mm, I'm gonna give you this home. I said, Lord, I don't need that. I like being debt free. He said, no, 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 because I'm going to make it a place of refuge for others. And he said, and they're going to come and go. And they're going to they're gonna have seasons for their being with you. And he says, and in these seasons, I'm going to impart in them. And then I said, okay, I understand. But in understanding that, I understand. 
My kids don't. They think I'm crazy. Uh, it's like, Mom, you're going to make a halfway house when we leave here. And I said, for sure. <laughs> Even to the point to where, hear what I'm saying, going somewhere with it. Even to the point to whereby, and the friend, God's able to use everything that you have. And he makes it better. And so with that, we understand now, taking you back. Lazarus said, take it my life, take it. Do what you want. And he said, so I'm going to kill you. Well, how many of you would hear that and be excited? One. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Go ahead, do it. This is going to be cool. He said, and I'm going to bring you back to life. Imagine. Doesn't that sound funny? He tells Lazarus, I'm going to kill you off on this particular day. And I'm going to bring you back to life on this day. Never looked at it like that, right? But the difference here, God saying, instead of me killing you, I want you to kill yourself. Get it? Kill yourself. Many of us said, I can't do that. Because I'm great. I'm great. And he's telling you that greatness doesn't exist until you die. Die for me. Lose sight of thee. And I will raise you up into greater. Now I can end it. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Okay. Before I even got to church, the Lord had already showed me. Well, actually, he said to me, I'm calling this church higher and I'm elevating this house. And I was like, okay. And then he showed me this church, all of us, and we're going up some stairs and we get to a door and the door opens and there's light. And I'm like, okay. But some of us go through that door and then some of us come back down. And then I shared it with Bradley and Bradley's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that aligns with the Lord said to me, yada, yada, yada. And then I shared with pastor and then pastor said, take it deeper ask some questions and so as pastor is talking right now i'm just i'm i'm floored and so the lord just started talking to me and i'm asking him questions and this is what he said so i'm going to say the same thing again but it's going to be slightly different um 
The Lord showed me a group of us, this church, we're going up some stairs, and as we're going up the stairs, we're, we're wearing a long garment, and we're adorned in all these different jewels, bracelets, necklaces, hats, anklets, we're carrying all this stuff, um, and these things are heavy on us. Next, we're walking up these steps, and as we get to this door, the door is open and there's a bright light. Many of us began taking off these jewels, the hats, the necklaces, the bracelets, the anklets, all this stuff we're carrying and that we've been adorned with and we throw it in a large basket. After taking off all these things, we then jump through a door and we're happy to jump through this door. We're like, get this stuff off, jump. But for some of us, we're like, no, I want to hold on to this. And we go back down the stairs. And the Lord showed that some of us chose to go back down these stairs. And as we're going back down these stairs, we're still adorned in all these things. The bracelets, the necklaces, the anklets, all this stuff. And we choose to keep these things. And the Lord showed me some of us go through the door we let go, we take these things off, some of us come back down, and we're pushing our way down. That was one thing he kept showing me, is we're pushing our way to get back down. We're like, no, I gotta hold on to this stuff. And then the Lord showed me, we keep these things for those who stay behind, and we began addressing this golden calf. Um, I then asked the Lord, Lord, what's on the other side of this door? And the Lord said, my riches. And I asked him, what are these riches? And he said, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, intimacy with him, freedom, victory, and a host of other things. But he said, the best thing of all is heavenly things. some of us went back down but Lord said rest assured that those who have went down there's still opportunity and he says as long as you exist upon the earth there's still opportunity for you to come into the place that he has called for he said you won't miss it He said, because he created a space for you, you won't miss it. He talks about these things that are insignificant. Many of us will find that they are, but we all don't come in at the same time. And so it's okay. If it takes a little bit longer to let go. He just reminds me that you won't miss it.
we all are waiting upon things upon the earth to verify our position in heaven. When in actuality we need to be verified in our position in heaven so that we can fill the earth. Similarly to Precious, he showed me that we all have our hands in the air saying, I won't do this until I get this. We all hold something so dearly upon the earth that we actually, whether we know it or not, say no to God unless we get to get this first. I'm going to read to you something that happened to me on Monday that the Father said after my prayer time. Will my people let me in? And yes, this sounds redundant. I feel like this is something he's been asking of us for a few weeks now. I say, only you know, my Lord. They are not ready, my son. Their hearts are troubled and needs unmet. And I see his people still hold out things to him they want done. Then he said, there will always be something, will there not? When will they finally let down their gates for me? If they would see what I have for them, they would drop everything. For my call is great. They do not know who they are, my son. I had a, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it, another encounter with, uh, with the Lord on Monday. He had me get up at a certain time and pray. I pray even now that you tend to the soil in which you receive his words. In the regards I try and release something, it is, it's from a different place that he's only, I don't even know how to explain, taken me to. And so I pray that the soil that you have, you trudge it and move it and dig deep so that you can receive it in a way that you have not before. Before the service, there was an angel, and it was more real than any of you here, floating above us, looking for to see if we would receive. And he said, will they hear? Will they listen, son of man? And I started crying. Again, his heart is great for that. And I saw the soil on the ground, not necessarily hardened, no rocks, not, no, no toiling weeds, but just older soil. So I pray now, check your soil. Not that you have done anything wrong, this is not what that is. But be aware of the soil within. Because the place of existing where he presented this current thing to me, he had to bring to me because my being had no idea of it. So Monday, I woke up and he said, will you let me in? And he repeated it multiple times again, over and over and over. So I knew it wasn't just for me. I seek a place. He repeated over and over and over again. It's the King of Glory, specifically. I knew already, as I've previously spoken about, we are ancient pathways. We are ancient doors. Do we remember? We are the ancient doors. Lift up ye heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up. Behold, let the King of Glory come in. 
How do we let the King of Glory in? Why do we need to let him in more? There is an aspect of our being that is not fully, I'm not saying we're not saved, this is not what I'm saying, I'm talking about dimensionality in our existence and our oneness with the Lord and how we are to exist into the earth realm. There is a place within our being, an existing place, as we are multidimensional beings, that we have not fully let him in. So, the Lord presented himself to me in this way, the King of Glory. He said, I am Jesus, whom you liken yourself to. Will you let me liken myself to you? There was, it was not a matter of receiving him in my mind or receiving him even as we, ah, I received this revelation in my spirit. It was more of an experience where I allowed him into my being. My body, my soul clenched as I cried out and I said, help me, Holy Spirit, I really want to let him into all these areas. I want the King of Glory to come in to the areas in which I apparently do have not let him in. And so it lasted for hours. I think I need to help yeah. here. <laughs> a little bit heavy. And taking it down to the simplest form is letting them in. These are the things that controls you. You guys know that, right? Desire for relationships. Things you refuse to let go. You know, because you want to feel important. You want to feel like, you know, you're still in control of things. You, you know how we are. You know, um, sometimes it's not about, you know, not knowing who you are. It's knowing who you are is a problem too. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I'm already here. I got enough of Jesus. Or God already told me what he told me, because I used to do that. I already heard what God told me to do. But I didn't realize that there's additional places in him that we can go. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, I would stay on the surface. And I felt like that was good enough. You know, I would base how far I go went with God based on the people around me. Okay, hopefully that gives you some insight. And then God literally starts showing me people that have went way further than I did. And then he would tease me with them, and I'd say, oh, how did they get that? And he literally said, there's other places to exist in. And so I really want you to stop to see, because we all struggle with self. And we struggle with self in so many ways. And, and even to the point we think we know ourselves, but we don't. It's a struggle, it's a fight to get to something, but we don't know what that something is. And it's the better part of us that exists in him. And so it's so important that we never get comfortable. He says, say that again, you never get comfortable. Because being comfortable 
allow you to, to stay in that place. When there's always something new. So when you hear the man of God saying, ah, he told me this, and I went here. He told me that, and I decided to go over here. He told me that. What he's really, really doing, to go back to the soil, he's allowing God to plant him in the different places. What I loved about what he said, the soil. Yeah. And the soil represents our heart. Yeah. Making sure you guys get it. Our hearts are so right. And we literally say, okay, I am so right in this place and I want more with you, Lord. And you're saying, have your way. Because where I exist, I know it has not prospered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be where you're at. It's a hard cry, it's something deeper. You know, have you ever been to that place where you just surrendered and you just start boohoo crying and you don't know how to stop that boohoo crying? It's that place in you that says, got to be something different. It, it, it's that sick and tired of place. You know how you get sick and tired of self? It's that place where you sick and tired and you want something new and you know something else is there. And, and it's not a place that you tell people you cry out for. Okay, it's in that secret place when you're driving in your car or you're at home, you just got frustrated that something didn't go your way. You, you know that place. Or you're tired of kicking the cat because I said kicking the cat is kicking people. And in that place where you just decide can't do this no more. You cry, and with the greatest tent, you cry, and then all of a sudden, something comes along and causes peace. And you stop crying, and you're like, oh, I needed that cry. I needed that cry. But you know you're not in the same place when the tear stops. Because you know the maker has transcended you. Did you hear what I said? It went beyond where you were. Mm -hmm. And so when he's talking about ancient doors, he's talking about these doors that the Creator created for us to be in. We don't got to live here. Tragedy and a host of all these things that's constantly going on. He said, wait a minute, there's better. Imagine getting to these new places and you can look down upon this stuff and be able to speak to it and change it. Mm -hmm. I know where that goes. I know where this goes. It's like taking Tetris and you know how the little kids would take it and put it together in two seconds flat and you're sitting back like, oh my God, how'd you do that? Mm -hmm. It's like taking things that earthly and setting them in order with him by speaking what he tells you. Wow, I desire to be in that place. He goes there. And the Lord is saying, I don't want just him there. I want you to come too. 
And so the things that he is saying is like, whoa. But if you stop as he's saying, say, Lord, how do I get there? How do I get there? How do I get to the relationship you had with Lazarus? Where Lazarus said, it's okay to kill me. And you're now saying, kill me too. I don't care how you do it. Kill me. Because what you're going to raise up is going to be better. Because if you look at yourself, you know, some days you wake up and you don't even know how you got there. And some days you bring it to one day from the next day, you're like, I don't know how to let this stuff go. Kill me. Because if you don't, this stuff's going to kill me. You know we say that to the Lord. I'm tired of carrying this. And so today, I'm choosing to move in a different realm. Now I'm going to pass it back so he can say it. I think you guys are getting why do we have to die? So continuing this, uh, hopefully I'm not boring you. Am I boring you? Okay. As my heart is, was in this place of, I want nothing but you, and yet I still have to let you in. It is not that you have done something wrong, but that he is trying to, he's bringing us to a place where he has to appropriate the things that are inside you so that you can exist in that place from him from the beginning and so that the temple that you are jump in again to die that means to give up everything you own you know there was a time where I watched Bradley die he didn't get what he desired he didn't get what he desired. God was taken away from him. Livelihood was taken. Vehicles were taken. I remember one day him looking in his pocket and literally said, I don't have nothing. And he was madder than mad. But what he obtained is greater than anything that no money can speak to, no vehicle can speak to, no house can speak to, no clothing. Let me tell you about, you guys know the old Bradley, right? He would walk in and he would have the latest, greatest outfit on. I remember we would meet up for lunch or dinner and I love walking with Bradley because I was this older woman with this guy that everybody was looking at. And I would tell him, I'm like, everybody just focusing in on us. And I would be cracking up laughing because every woman stopped to look at him. Because he has a way of carrying himself, you guys know that. And he would have on a new outfit and he would be carrying himself and, I, and every girl would be looking at him and I would be cracking up laughing. And you know why I was laughing? Because I knew it was going away. He was fighting to hold on. And God was fighting to get in. 
Yeah, you get it? God was fighting to get into the place is where he was existing. And I would look alongside of him because he had on this nice outfit and I would see his pride just walking across the street with this umbrella or whatever he had in his hand. And I would sit back and say, oh, that's going away. And we would always get to restaurants and challenge people to see, remember? We would drive people crazy in the restaurant because we would talk to them and ask them if they're dreamers and stuff like that and they would flick out with us and run away from the table. But we would have fun because we were seeing beyond this round. But the difference is he kept running. I stopped to try to bring you guys up, but he kept running. And now he's bringing all of us up. I think he can get through it now. We honestly have no idea who we are, truthfully. We've not experienced the um, true place of existence with the I Am, with the King of Glory, from the beginning, that oversees from a place of authority with him throughout all dimensions. The reason he so desires to come into that place is because it's who we always were from the beginning with him, his friend from the beginning. As we, as we were with him when he created our spiritual lands through all dimensions and even within the earth of where we are to stand and have authority and dominion, those lands are waiting for us. Those lands in the earth that we try and appropriate with our own earthly mindset and the things that we hold on to that we won't go through that, that door of light because we're trying to appropriate it in natural means. And so the land can't have us in that way. As I allowed him in, and it's been, a, it's been a daily process, it's not been, but I seek it out with all my being. I can see inside me the things that I hold on to and the lands that I wish to go to, my dreams and my calls he's given me that I've appropriated my own visions and desires for and wherewith how I will do it. I've put them into my temple. And all those things had to shake. All those things had to shake and be removed so the King of Glory could sit on his throne in that area within me. And so the train of his robe could fill that temple. The experience of the train of his robe is a very heavy authority. I can even feel it now right here a very heavy authority and it weighed me down so much so that I could not but he but flat to the ground. But then he said he did not want me under his robe. He wanted me seated with him so that the authority of his robe would extend through me into the spiritual lands. And so it was not a weight upon me, it was a weight for me. Wow. So why was me die? What do we look for? This is a completely different place. Yeah. From the beginning, 
as an ancient door. A door to what? The mysteries of Yahweh from the deep that we are to bring, and only you can bring yours, into the earth realm, for it groans and waits for us. I was on a walk one day in a prayer, and he said, call to your lens. What? <laughs> call to your lens, let them know you're coming. <clears throat> your lens, your spiritual lens. Oh, I can say it now. Okay. When I first experienced it, experienced spiritual lens, I met Abraham. In my spiritual land, he was sitting upon a rock and his faith is, you can see the inheritance in his eyes and the faith that is, goes, I can even see it right here, the faith that goes beyond, beyond our father of faith. There is so much more, but we have to let go. We have to let go. There's, it is unfathomable when the King of Glory presents himself to you and he says, I am Jesus. <laughs> and he wishes to tabernacle in his temple, which you are in that position. It is unfathomable. The rest of these, the rest of these realms do not exist. It is incomparable. Jesus. And so as he's speaking, the Holy Spirit literally said to me, when you are a friend, you will encounter these individuals. David encountered his Lord before he came. And a host of people Paul encountered as well. And if you go on and on, they all encountered these individuals. The Lord literally was saying to me, Abraham is your forefather. Would you not want to see him in your journey? He said, would you not want to encounter those in which I have spoken for from the beginning? Can you now see the need to die? Yes. Can you now see why Lazarus chose to die? And so if you go back to the scripture, Lazarus is dead. No, he's only sleeping. He'll wake up from a good nap and he'll get better. Are you trying to wake up from a good nap? 
It's funny. Are you trying to wake up from a good nap? But will you let this vessel of yours just fall asleep and not wake up again? And let God raise it into what he's calling forth. Are you guys like this? <laughs> Throughout your whole life, every time God's trying to get you to die, he's literally saying, Will you go on and drift off? Will you go ahead and drift off? Because some of you still. You won't have a nightmare. <laughs> You know when you drift off and you don't think you're supposed to drift off, you get up and like, let me walk around because I don't want to sleep. Because some of you are walking around because you're afraid to drift off. You're afraid to let go. You're still trying to hold on to something that don't exist. And it's not even worth holding on to, don't you get it? What if, it's, what if it doesn't work out? Because some of you say, what if I'm not resurrected? Praise be to God. You're with him. Mm. Unless you went back down those stairs. Just kidding. <laughs> but you guys get it, right? You understand what he's calling you into. You understand what he's breaking forth. You understand what he's releasing. Understand what he's releasing. Understand what he's releasing. Trying to get your attention so you can come up. Okay? Understand what he's doing. Uh, really quickly, um, just another image about soil. Is that, like, just another picture to paint that the Lord wanted me to share was some of us are on the surface panning for gold and we're getting little flakes and we're so excited and it's him and it's awesome. Others are like, there's more and we're digging into the soil and we're, we're hitting some more nuggets of gold. Like it's literally a picture of what he provides for us in the spirit realm. He, he does that in the natural with gems and gold and all of that. And then others are taking like freaking crazy, tools and machines and drills and, and going to the center of the earth and creating like entire mines and pulling out huge gold chunks, you know, and are just crazy uh, the, the amount that they're pulling out. And so it's just all of us have experienced the gold of God and he's just saying there's so much more and in every layer it just never ends and so there's always if you ever feel stagnant or bored in God there's always so much more and the other thing um, he just showed me is just how this church represents you know we look diversely different in this church but we are all like a different color of the rainbow and you see pastor and the color that God exudes through her. You see Bradley 
and what he's getting in the spirit and the color that is is coming out there. I'm sure you've heard me and, and a few others, but there's so many more colors in this room. And I just want to encourage you because there are many times I try to be like, well, I need to go visit Abraham like Bradley. And I don't know what I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't even know what, what I'm doing. But but God has showed me in my quiet time, like he's taken me to places where like I'm in a kid's room in heaven and I can go through doors and there's a jungle and there's another door and it's like the kids are sliding down um, equipment on a playground, but it's the wind that's taking them in the sky and, and like I'm here in this space or they're, they're just in another dimension where there's colors everywhere. And so it, it's different for every person. And, and I just want to encourage everyone in this room that you have something and a color and, and, and a, a hue that he's created you to be on this earth. And that's why it's so important that we don't just listen to Bradley, listen to Pastor, listen to me or Precious who are speaking, but, but each one of us, as we dig deeper and, and dive into the spirit, there's going to be these beautiful colors that come out of us that's going to bless the world. And so in understanding what God is saying, again, I'm taking you back to Lazarus. You know, I'm sure the conversation probably would have been different back then. Probably more of like a King James term, you know. As we fast forward, <laughs> you know, and we look at it in our language today, you know, uh, millennials will basically, y'all have a different language for deaf, right? What's deaf in your language, Jasmine? What do you guys normally say? You know, like, I'm gonna kill you. What do you normally say? Y'all probably have something strange that you say, right? You know, you probably even use a bad word that, to describe it. Slay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And in our language, we basically say something completely different as well. So imagine Jesus having the conversation with Lazarus. And in having that conversation, they come into total agreement. And the funny part about it, them two are in agreement. But Mary and Martha has no clue to what the conversation was all about. And the funny part about it is the Lord said so many times this scripture is focused on what Mary and Martha is doing and no one understands what Jesus and Lazarus have done. He said, will you change your focus? He said, will you go beyond the simple reasoning of these women? Lord, if you hadn't been there, Lazarus would not have died. The master is calling you. He will rise on the resurrection day. I know this. 
Jesus even waiting on the resurrection day when we can have what's necessary now? He said, stop clinging to their words. Focus in on the miracle. It's funny, when you hear Mary and Martha, you automatically go back to them sitting in the house and they're preparing a meal and you're so caught up in their meal every time scripture in. And then you see all this other stuff that's going on. All of these are earthly things. He said, Lazarus brings forth heavenly things. Because he was in agreement with something greater. Relationships bring greatness. Other than that, you sitting with Mary Martha for party. Lord, what kind of meal you want me to prepare today? Because that's what we're trying to do. We're always in preparation for God, and God wants us to be in agreement for what's better. Now you can go. I'm so happy you said agreement. I forgot about that. In the nature in which you receive him in this fashion, Maybe I already said it. it's not an agreement of the mind or the spirit. It's a being agreement. Right? Maybe I already, I already said that, right? Uh, something he said to me this morning I want to close with an encouragement as I try and like to do. Uh, I was praying this morning before church and he said, are you separate? And I was like, what? Are you separate? And I was like, no, we are one, like you said, right? And he's like, then why do you pray to me as if you are separate from me? I want to encourage you that this is not you, what, I, what he's having me present is not you trying to get to a place. It is you giving up the place you're trying to position yourself in in this world and let him show you who you really are and your real position. Does that make sense? Yes. Don't think you are lacking now. In contrast, see that you are actual, actually much more than you even can know and comprehend. But rather let go of everything and let him show you that. Better? You are not lacking. You are far more than you even realize, but you have to let go. As we're in closing, can we pray up Ephesians 1, 15 through the end? And if we can all stand and read it together, because I think it's the perfect prayer. Ephesians 1. Can you stand alongside so she can see it? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. I'm reading NIV. I don't know if you guys are in there. Uh, do I have to have an Anglican? Mm -hmm. Can I take you something de deeper? What do you like? Mm, I, would, I would like Amplified or King Tang's, or even Passion, something greater that gives me 
what I need for them. Passion would be great if I could get it. And so, Lord, even as we close, I pray that those on the line that's listening in, as well as those who are standing, they may come to hear and understand what you're saying to them today. And that they die to their flesh. Hopefully you guys leave out of here saying, I'm dead! <laughs> <laughs> Crucify me! And you won't be afraid to go into that good night. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, reading the Passion Version. Because of this, since I first heard about your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your tender love toward all his devoted ones, my heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you as I constantly remember you in my prayers. I pray that the Father of glory the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of his spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of his immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. I pray this in Christ Jesus' name, and it's so. And those of you on Top Quality Faith Ministries online, be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I pray that each one of you standing not only heard God, but you're taking in the fullness of what he's called forth and that you're trusting in him and not in you. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Be ye blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.
If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.